Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rod Singleton filling in for Brennan Dunn Esquire, who is now jet-setting around the Southeast, Asia that is. Um, uh, usually he's at the helm facilitating these uh, discussions, but tonight, if all of our viewers who are online, I know you're recognizing there's a much taller, much more handsome gentleman sitting here. Uh, for your viewing pleasure. Um, now for the obligatory introduction of all of my co-hosts here tonight. Obligatory. Obligatory. I have Brent Quentin Broadwater here, Chief Engineer. Yep. You forgot my name? No, I didn't. You look like you were distracted. I'm always distracted. I didn't I did forget your name. Go ahead, introduce yourself. What's my name, Rob? I forgot, man. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I have no name right now, guys. Damon, I forgot your last name. I remember your, your first name. <laughs> introduce yourself, man. Knock it off. Damon oh, Parrish, thank you. Damon Parrish, Esquire. <laughs> Defense attorney extraordinary. And we have our beautiful guest here today. Mrs. Genesis Draper. She's also an attorney. She's here to join the discussion today. Give us the female perspective on a lot of issues. Thank you. Okay. All right. So today we'll get started on the first topic. We're going to start with general news. All right. And what's burning up the airways right now is this talk about Paul Manafort. As we, all of us who know who Paul Manafort is, Paul Manafort is the previous campaign uh, strategist for uh, the Donald Trump campaign, who's now in the hot seat right now. He's on trial, a federal trial for... Uh, tax evasion as well as bribery charges as well. His uh, trial now is going into the fourth day of uh, jury deliberations and it's been pretty protracted, which is why it's making the news. Some people have been reporting that the jurors as well as the, jur uh, the, the, the judges have been um, threatened uh, throughout this process and uh, we just want to touch on that. So I'll get started. I'll, I'll let the attorneys get started. First. So uh, I, although it's day four, I don't think they've actually had four days of deliberation. It started on Friday, uh, today's Monday, so really it's only two days of deliberation. Um, in a jury trial, it's not that uncommon for jurors to deliberate for a prolonged period of time, but there will come a, a point where the, both sides or the judge will ask the jurors to make a decision. They will, they will add what's called an Allen charge, and they'll say, hey, come in, guys, and we're going to read this Allen charge to you. It's from United States v. Allen. And it basically says, guys, we had this trial. It's been going on for a while. You got to make a decision here. If you can, launch into your violation to your own belief system. And if you uh, can make a decision, please go do so. Understand if you don't, the case might get retried. It might take some more time, whatever. Um, and then the, it's basically the judge pressing the jury to make a decision. And then the jury goes back, deliberates some more, and either they convict, not convict, or still hang, still hung. I personally do not like Allen charges. Uh, I foresee that coming in the pipeline. I think an Allen charge is um, very coercive. And what is an Allen charge again? I just said, you want me to say it again? Yeah. And, and I gave the long I version. It's yeah. basically the judge saying, hey, we've been up here listening to this trial, so y'all need to go back there and think long and hard and try to make a decision. They say it in, no, you said it in a much longer way. He is basically, or he or she, is basically telling the jury, you need to go back there and really try to think about this thing and come to a decision. Um, they do it after a couple of days. I expect they're probably going to do it in the next day or so. I think tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. I think tomorrow they'll do that. And so the, the, the importance is, this is a litmus test for, I guess, United States v. Trump. This is the first, or, United, or Mueller v. Trump, I should say. Right. This is the first person that's gone to trial. Every other person has pled or is in a process. It doesn't necessarily mean because Virginia is a kind of a Republican state, so it doesn't necessarily mean that if uh, 
that he didn't get a conviction is the end of it. But certainly if Mueller was able to get a conviction of Manafort in this case, it would go far in this investigation in Trump or Trump's uh, uh, party um, on this Russian collusion. So it's, it's interesting from a legal standpoint and a criminal standpoint to see what's going on in here and how it might impact uh, every other prosecution Mueller might bring forward. Well, At the same time, if he doesn't get a conviction, they might as well just shut that down. I, I was on, so that much is on the line right now. I, I think trying the first person you try, if you don't get a conviction, everybody else yeah, is going to feel emboldened, and it's going to make the investigation look so much weaker. People are already skeptical as it is. If they don't get a conviction, shut it down. What if they get a hung jury? Even still. I, I think people, that will weaken people's confidence in the investigation. People already feel like it's a waste of time that if he gets convicted, Trump is just going to go out and pardon anyway. Which is why I'm not that invested in it. Yeah. Because I know yeah. for a fact that is a, that's a classic Donald Trump move. He has the power and he, has, he has the will. And he probably tied into it. He probably tied into it. If this dude go down, then it's probably going to trail back to other people. I mean, so, I, if that's the case, people have already pled. People have already pled. Who, who, and so if they were, uh, if, if that assumption is correct that Trump can just pardon you, why plead at all? Why not just, just hold your forward and wait and drag it out? I, I mean, think some of the people in the beginning were scared up or whatever, yeah. but some of these jokers are going to be real emboldened. And if he doesn't get convicted or if he gets pardoned, you're going to find people left or right saying, come get me. I don't mean they shouldn't. No, if I was on that jury, I'd be worried. Worried about what? Trump, come on, man. You don't think Trump would kill the cat a couple people get Man, you ever had You, you think, come on, man. All right, so Trump, Trump's You think if it come down to Trump going down or uh, something possibly actually happened to him, you don't think he'll put a hit out on somebody? First of all, this is Manafort, not Trump. Trump is not in a mafia. He's not a mafioso. Trump probably ain't killed a man. I disagree, 100%. <laughs> now, if it was me versus Putin, I would let Putin out of anything because I'm scared of that man, but not Trump. Scared or not, I, yeah. I, I understand them being worried. Yeah. All right, so keeping with the White House theme, the White House has been providing us countless amount of fodder over the last couple of years. And the, 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 I, would, I guess I said that that previous topic was the hottest topic, but I think the Omarosa... Not in the black community. <laughs> the ongoing issue with Omarosa versus Donald Trump right now is probably the most entertaining as well as uh, substantive uh, matter that's going on in the White House right now. Um, I know last week we spoke about Omarosa and a lot of a lot of commentary was, was negative about Omarosa from the black community. And I defended Omarosa personally. I don't really agree with her politics, but I agree that her her intercession in uh, the White House has been a, 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 a benefit to us. And I think a lot of yeah, I think so. But you can you can you can respond. Matter of fact, go ahead. No, say what you no, have to say. What you got to say. I'm done. Go ahead. Well, I'm actually well, I got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all got that one cousin when we all stay at grandma's house that. Don't come be on the team and took Grandma whoop her ass too. So I feel like that's what Omarosa doing now. She done got uh, put to the side by Trump and all his people. She ain't got nowhere to go. So of course you're gonna run back to you're gonna try to come back and get on the team now. That's ridiculous though. How is that ridiculous? So, 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 so Omarosa never. Re so when so, has Omarosa ever done anything yes. for the black community? Really? How, how, so when? How is that a requirement of, of anybody of black to say in order to be black you got to service? But that's your people. whole. That was your whole argument going in that you yeah, want to go in and them. and be the lead to improve the black community. What what one thing has she done that the black community? Has felt the impact of in a positive way. She brought us back some information. What information? Listen, it's what. So you are an attorney. It's not about what's true. It's about what can be proven. You agree? But what has so so the fact that Donald Trump has had you know all these nefarious dealings in the White House that hasn't been proven factually. I disagree. 
I think so that you, there have been instances where, like the situation with his son. I think there have been instances where it's shown that he is up to no good. I don't think no Omarosa has given us new information. So you think there's incontrovertible? You think there's been incontrovertible evidence up to this point before Omarosa provided tapes to yes. show us, will, showing us, show, showing us that he has been contradicting himself yes. as others have have claimed. Countless. Okay. Countless. So you don't think this adds anything to? No, I think it's entertaining, and I'm willing to, you know. Accepted for that, but other than that, I don't think she's providing anything of substance. So the fact that to... so the fact that Amarosa is playing this chess game with Donald Trump and she's outmatching right now, she's essentially baiting them to say a lie, and then she puts out a tape to corroborate her story, her her version of the truth. Right? You don't think that's that's different from what's been going on before? No, I think that is all we've had since he's been there. Really? He'll say a thing, and then six months later, something will come out to totally contradict that, and he's like, "Oh my bad." Or I didn't even say that other exactly. thing. You imagine that other thing that I said. What, what do we gain by her? What she's presented to us now, what do we gain by this? We we all feel she like, he feel like this anyway. She telling us stuff we She telling us stuff that we already, his and actions more show way. us already. So, so I, I understand why you want to support her, but what, why the animus to us? Thank you. That's my question. Right. Because why, I, why I feel, like, I feel like now you're trying to get in our corner because you have nowhere to go. I don't think she's doing that. I, think, I don't think Amarosa ever was one who to embrace herself to particular people. She's very she, I don't. I don't think now she's even. She's not even parroting the certain talking points and saying the right verbiage to ingratiate herself to the black community. She's just being Omarosa right now. So give me an example of what you. So you who mean. do you think she's trying to put this information out? Omarosa, she put it out to the white Omarosa community. is being classic black woman scorn. I got tapes. I got recordings. I got your ass. Now uh, say something no. else. Say no. something else. No. And, they, and, so. and they, they're, no, not, they're not equipped. To, they're not equipped to combat that. I don't think and so. that's what's different about this. I, I, so I agree with Ryan on that completely. I don't see why we don't. Why everybody has an issue with Omarosa now? Because I mean, she presented herself as somebody who was the liaison. Save the black. The, save the black. The community. president and black people. She came on television multiple times to say the president is not a racist. He's not this and he's not that. And y'all are all gonna bow down to him. Exactly. And now here you are trying to give he us all. I don't think what Omarosa, she said I don't earlier think Omarosa, was totally contradictory, and it was she was only saying that to say serve us self-serving your rhetoric. But that but that's been her. But I don't see Agreed? how I don't see how she's done anything to the negative or detriment of the black people. Like, I don't I don't see why Omarosa has put policies in place that hurt us. Right. She's My life is not worse because of her. I just Thank can't you. stand this it. This is classic. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm taking you out of the field and putting you in the White House so forget the rest of y'all. That's what she did. That's what, when she went in, that's what she did. She forgot about everybody who was out there in the field uh, uh, struggling. <laughs> because. So you Okay, know, I, I don't know how many times so, you got to say this. How much do you know about Omarosa before she went to the White House? Do you know anything about her background? Some of her works in the past. I mean, I'm, I'm asking. I know her. I know that she started with the show with Trump that he had on TV. So she's always been the type of person to play whatever angle she can to get to where she want to be. She she's doing the same thing now. So you think? Out of do all you think she out of all the black activists in the country? Do you think Omarosa was really the one that go into the office and really say the black community? No, I mean, that's not. That's I don't think she's a black activist. Like I don't, I don't think. I'm but that's what she like portrayed herself to go no, in. She really, she's really not. She portrayed herself as the liaison for the African yes. American community. Yes, absolutely. Which okay, which, which she think? was. No, she just no. Here's so, so the thing. Omarosa again, like you said, she never, she never had appeal in the black community. Yet when she went to the Donald Trump White House, who really doesn't give a shit about black people's interests or there being a, a bona fide liaison, she still took on that role. So because that was the only role she could no, get in there. I'm sure they could have come up with another role than, than, 
then liaison to the black, the African American community. So, yeah, think, so, yeah, that's so what she to do. do you think that's so, the role that she saw on the, on the list and said, "This is what I want to do"? No, I'm saying I don't know what it was, but it's, it's more it's more likely that she chose that role herself. Oh, I'll be it imperfectly. We just gonna have to agree to disagree. Okay, cool, that's fine. I'll be it imperfectly executed. She did choose a role that ostensibly was to uplift, uh, uh, to further uh, the black community, and the black culture. I think Whether she failed or not. struggling with black people. And he, he said, well, who, what black person do I know? Do I know? Somebody exactly. call him. He already had called you. Officer Lee. Yeah. He didn't even, he didn't even staff this the office. This man thought Frederick Douglass was still alive. He didn't staff the office. <laughs> 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 Nobody said that man was oh, smart. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not in defense of Trump. This is in defense of Omarosa. Exactly. Two totally different ballgames. Yo, man. I almost forget about that. Y'all stay with these talking points, man. Well, we so, so, like, so like or Raphael McCary said, she, she might be trying to peddle her book. She might be trying to make money yeah, off of it. Of course she is. But, sure, that's what I should have. But it doesn't, sure. it doesn't necessarily She's not really she interested in improving the black community. You don't know that. No. Yeah, I mean, you can have you can have I, 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 I do have multiple motives. You can have multiple motives to what you do. You can want to make money and still help people. Dang. That's totally possible. You really think that she is trying to assist the black community in any way? Uh, at this stage of the game, I'll, I'll, what she doing right now? I'll say yeah, sure, why not? Sure, why not? I mean, so the one thing about this is the one thing so about this. I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing any. I'm not arguing for her her moral fiber. I agree. She's an opportunist. She's somebody who. Her whole life has demonstrated nothing but that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you have to look at other black politicians and look how they move too. Everybody didn't get into office in the, in the White House and with the, with the position of power and start putting up a fist and screaming black power. Mm -hmm. Barack Obama for a very long time refused oh, even. Let me preface this by saying I love and respect my brother Barack Obama. I'm not about to tear him down. But I'm saying first and foremost, he's a political entity. Yes. And political entities, as a representative of this country, he stood as far as he could away from black discrete black issues for a very long time. Admittedly himself, he said that. So why are we ignoring the fact that any other black person that gets into office so, does the same thing? She's a political person. Like so let me ask you this. You, you, say, he stood, you say he stood away from black issues, but did he not still push procedures that if black people would have engaged and, and got and followed those processes that could improve their situation? So, yes, but you know what I'm not going to do? So I'm not going to let this devolve into a discussion about Barack Obama, because this will be all day. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to end this by saying this. What black people have to understand is that you have to get up off your ass and get involved and save yourself some time. Barack Obama cannot, he, his, his job wasn't to go in there and save black people. Neither, his job neither wasn't going there. Yeah. But that's what she played it as. Uh, what, really? No, she, no, she uh, did. She, she did not brand no, herself as the savior of black people. She sure did. Amarosa is branding herself as the savior of Amarosa. Let's see who we are. <laughs> so, so, so since we've beaten that dead horse, let's move on to the issue that's near and dear to my heart. Let's talk about the Catholic Church. <laughs> now, are you Catholic now? I'm not Catholic, but uh, you know we. I, I love to say that this was headline news, but we've seen this headline dozens of times, at least in my lifetime, about the Catholic Church, or there being some expose about the Catholic Church and some scandal whereby they have concealed uh, sexual abuses by their clergymen and their archdiocese. Um, this particular, this latest instance in Pennsylvania has surfaced that uh, about 1,000 victims have. Uh, have come forth or been found to, to be victimized by 300 different clergymen. And there are many, including some of my closest friends, calling on the Pope to come out and say something in opposition to this or say something to condemn these acts. Unlike what the Popes have done in the past, they've pretty much been very, you know, uh, political in their statements, always with the protection of the church in mind uh, uh, utmost. So 
I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this, and I'll probably chime in a little later because I'm already, my blood's already boiling if you can't hear it in my voice. You know, uh, we talked about this last time, and I'm going to say it again. One, I think the failure of the Catholic Church is to not allow priests and nuns to marry. Call bullshit. I think, I, you can call it bullshit. And it's a natural process of, of, of humanity to couple um, and to want to and to seek companionship for one another and to tell people that you, can, you, you can't devote a life to God and also have a spouse is foolish. And it's also contrary to the Bible itself, the Bible's teachings. It's first commandment is to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, the first thing God did after he made Adam was give him a companion in Eve. So it's it's kind of it's counterintuitive, it's kind of religious to say you can't do that. I think that's a failure one of the Catholic Church, and this has, in my opinion, brought this disaster upon. I know you think that uh, predators sought out the Catholic Church as, as, a, as, as, a, as, a, as a predatory ground for what they did. I, I just refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that people went into the church, and I, in my opinion, the church is a very noble place, uh, with such anti-nobility thoughts and actions. Did some people, did a, a, a person or two do that? Sure, I can't speak for, to the hearts of everyone. But do I think all of the representative 300 Catholic priests in Pennsylvania that are in this scandal, that all of them went into priesthood to be predators? I, I can't I can't buy that. So, Damon, you have to willfully suspend your disbelief to, to imagine that the Catholic Church has not become a haven and a bastion for predatory uh, individuals who want to prey on kids. At this point, it's incontrovertible that, that the Catholic Church harbors these men. They don't, they don't just... They're not just a place where they come to and they get exposed and they leave. Countless times this has happened, and what do they do? Their, 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 their MO is to move them to another jurisdiction where they become a priest somewhere else, and they do the same thing, repeat the cycle over again. At some point, I'm not going to distinguish between the predators themselves and those that harbor them. It's, you, cannot, you cannot make the... Your, your argument is that you know, it's the actual you know, the tenets of their faith that is driving you know, the, the, the predation on these kids. And I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. If you were denied, if you were denied vagina for ten years, is it gonna make you turn to children? No, of course not. Uh, how about you, Quinn? Hell no. I don't need to ask you. Emphatically, no, right? I ask you because I know the answer. I know, I know so, what you're saying. So, 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 that, so I, do you address that? I, I get that, but I, that, but like I said, there there is no uh, explaining something as perverted as child uh, child predators. So so I'm not justifying any way shape. But I'm saying when you deny people the right of, of companionship and sex, uh, stupid shit happens. I'm not, but I'm not defending these guys. I'm not saying that that's the only issue or explanation for it. I'm just saying I I refuse to condemn the entirety of the Catholic Church. Uh, as as a haven for predators for predators like this, I won't do it. But I, I don't I don't agree with it. I, I not to come at you disrespectful and Damon, but I don't agree with that because I, I feel like what Ryan is saying. I feel like if if you put yourself in that situation, regardless of what they're saying, you shouldn't do. Uh, I mean, people cheat in their marriages all the time for for being denied sex, but they don't go sleep with kids. They go sleep with another consenting adult. So I feel like from a Catholic, this is a problem in this church because this shit happens like every month seems like, and this is only the, uh, the times that we hear about it, right? And it's 2018. It's 2018, man. So like, imagine. Who, why aren't some, why isn't somebody going to the Catholic church, like arresting all these people and figuring out what's going on? Like this is a, this is something that gotta be like, they're trying to cover up, but this is 
a common practice in their church. Quentin Broadwater, you know what? Something red just occurred. Oh, so you know his name. Yeah, I do. I remember your name now. I appreciate it. That was nerves, man. Come on, man. That is crazy, man. Like, listen, you you can't be recruiting this many people. I was about to rarely agree with you. Okay, let me let me let me big you up. Well, that is a real agree. You can rarely agree with anybody. Quentin Broadwater brought up a, a fantastic point I didn't even think about. Another another threat to your 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 theory, right? Is exactly what he said. Okay, it's not lawful to sleep with children. And it's not lawful for the church's guidelines to go sleep with adult women either, right? But why choose to be unlawful about little kids versus women? If it's simply deprivation that's driving you to do this, to perform this predatory behavior, it doesn't hold up. Like I said, I am not defending them. <laughs> you sound like this is the only. Hey, 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 hey! hey. Well, actually, you know, I do defend people, so uh, I'm not defending. I, I, I kind of feel what he's saying. Thank you. I, I, I don't know if I'm all the way there, but I think both of us realize that when we represent. People sometimes that are charged with child sex crimes. One common theme is that they are in these isolated situations. You know, it, it, it's the stereotypical living in your grandmother's basement, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's not every case, but that is a common theme. But is that the antecedent, or is that the consequence of it, who their personality, what their personality? It's is? hard to say. Which so how can you guys another egg? That? I'm just saying that that is a common theme and something that I don't think can be dismissed. Damn. Okay, thank you. So I think when it comes to protecting children, we should err on the side of caution. I think we should err on the side. We should err to respect so, the theory which goes to protect more children than to give to give uh, pass to these men who might be good men who are just so starved of sex they just gotta go have sex with look, their kids. Look, look, I'm not you gonna know, sit here. Uh, you know, it seems like it seems like you're being very nicely conservative right now. It seems like in that time we're talking about, about criminal justice. And children, we create these, and I've got four kids. We create, we have this mindset of let's just over legislate, let's over police, let's overdo this for protection of children. And I get it. I do not want to see anybody harmed, be you adult or a child. I get that. But uh, that is not the answer. More laws, more police, that is not the answer. No, this should be stewardship is. laws. If a Catholic church, this should be penalties, fe felony consequences for those adults who know that something is going on, but yet they remain silent or who do anything to cover these actions up. That's yeah. what needs to happen and it needs to be enforced. Yeah. I'm not asking for some widely expansive government entity to come into play. You know I got libertarian tendencies. I'm not I'm not asking for that. I'm just asking for accountability. That's it. I tell you, your, bigger, your, your biggest answer to that question for accountability wouldn't not just be criminal, but also financial. You you hit the Catholic Church where it hurts, which is their pocketbook. The Pope may not know who's the priest in some parish in, in Pennsylvania, but he will understand that he will know that priest's name when that priest or that parish in Pennsylvania or a church, whatever, is levied with a $5 million judgment, and that's only one of 300. You know what I'm saying? I like, so, uh, I'm sorry, I need to yeah, I'm taking it with the pocketbook. But I like what Keith Plown is saying, and this is something we see uh, from the church to the police to universities. People seem to always protect the institution, and that's true. And it could be that. The Catholic Church is looking at this as, you know what, if if we open this up, this could really, really be bad. So let's, you know, deal with this case by case and protect our institution as opposed to actually going in and really figuring out what the problem is and, and addressing it. Right, and which, which brings up another point. Uh, a few people I've heard on social media saying, oh, uh, we're just waiting for the Pope to come out and condemn these actions because, you know, what he says is really going to matter. Really? The Pope... The Pope's job is to, to protect the image of the church. No. He, no, that's one of his jobs. That's one of the hats he wears. You don't believe that? You think the Pope is a, 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 a 
marketing person or a, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. So, so you don't think that the Pope is the figurehead? He's the Vicar of Christ. I understand that, but he's also the figurehead of the Catholic Church, which is a political. Position in itself. Do you disagree? I, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a Catholic, so I can't really speak to the. the oh, you you can read though. I read. I'm not a Catholic. I don't read Catholicism. I don't go to no church, but I know he did. You know what the vicar of Christ means? Please, please tell me. You know what the word is based from the base word vicarious means he's in lieu of God himself or Christ himself. That's why they do. They perform these rituals where the Pope, whereby the Pope is the intercessionary between them and Jesus Christ. Right, right. They believe this man is divine. So, so again, he's not just a divine or religious entity. He's a he's a political entity as well. I don't. Okay, well we can disagree on that point. But what we can agree on is that anyone is foolish if they're looking at the Pope to be some moral, be on some moral high ground here. This has been going on for some very long time, a very long time with the Catholic Church, and they are—they've never addressed it. And now, if he does address it, it is just what he's supposed to do at this point. This is a breaking point. He's going to have to open his mouth about this and be more, be more vociferous in how he condemns the church about it. I mean, he's just like a good cop. He's—he's—he's uh, he's supporting. If he doesn't open his mouth up, he's—he's he's basically supporting it. If you—if you're not going to call, throw the, throw the flag on the play, man. Like, what are you doing? You yeah. like you said. You are the head of this organization. My boy Ralph just made a good point. I'm glad you I'm glad you're my boy. That's my boy. Listen, he said the, the, the Vatican is his own sovereign country. The Pope is a political political figure. <laughs> Yo, it doesn't get more political than being the head of your own country. I mean I mean you can say that I disagree, but uh I do think the Pope should speak out. Also think he should speak out not because he's a political figure, but you're wrong. He's the moral figure. If you're the vicar of Viker or Christ, then you are that's a position of high morality. And so you should speak out on the morality of what's going on and not on the political nature. So I agree with you that he should definitely speak out. I disagree that it should be it's a political motive and not morality and motive. And I and I think this particular pope has has been very um, vocal and has been very moral in his stances. And I think yeah. he will speak out. I well, think he will too. Well, I mean, I, I know he will, but that doesn't mean anything to me. But you know, well, it's because you're a heathen. I'm not a heathen. We can move on. Let's talk about something else near and dear to my heart. Speaking of white people. Do crazy stuff. Um, there's a physician in Orlando. Was at the Orlando airport. Arrived to the, he arrived to the terminal late for his flight. But you know he was so drenched in his white privilege, he felt as though they had to make a, a means for him to get on this flight 30 minutes before it took off from the tarmac. Uh, in his response to uh, them not giving him what he wants, this this doctor, this doctor, this physician, this this man of my ilk, my cloth, my profession. This boy. He said. Uh, wow. <laughs> this boy <laughs> embarrassed this whole community. Yeah. They're kicking it. And he basically. On the floor, he basically. Like four he basically admitted what we all know, but white people always want to deny. But we know they know. <laughs> you the know the white privilege leaders said, was like, boy, what? <laughs> this man. You, had you, the, you were sitting out here. <laughs> Admitting uh, to what's really going on in right. these streets, but it's just like it's just like last week when we talked about the, the girl white female Carolina. back in back in Bluffton, South Carolina, who yeah. told the police, "I'm a good white girl. Why are you treating me like exactly. this?" This gentleman said, "You're treating me like a black man." Exactly. So this brings up a good discussion point because I, I often have this discussion with a lot of my friends who are not of the black persuasion. I say, "There's one thing to know your privilege and still not." Defend others who are victims of your privilege, and it's a whole other thing to be oblivious to your privilege and then act on it. And I, I, I think, I, I think there's a dichotomy there, and I treat those people separately. So let's talk about white privilege and whether this is a this is evidence that white people actually know they are privileged in this country. 
Man, absolutely white people know they privilege in this country. You man, you about to be a doctor, a surgeon. You I am a doctor, bro. Well you okay. My my bad. My bad. Alright, you must have tried. I'm telling you, man. It's why you sleeping out there under the bridge that went trade places with you. They know they privileged. I doubt that. They, uh, okay, I go out there and try it. I'm telling tell you right now, man. Vidious intellect. I'm telling you right now, man. You still black. You still black. You still black. You still black. I ain't going to say it, but you still black. But no, but but not to get off topic, though. I do feel there are some white people. I have friends who I've met in Houston. Because pretty much everybody back in South Carolina fall into the basket. But I've met some friends in Houston who... They're from places they haven't had much admixture with black people before they met me or before they met their colleagues in medical school or they went to all Bob Bob Hope College or something else. Um, they really do not understand what white privilege entails. They don't understand what it what it means when we say that there is white privilege. But the, this man, what makes this man's action so egregious is that he is firmly aware of his white privilege and he yeah, stated that. So do you yes. not you do you not you think all white people are aware that yes. privilege being white? Yes. yes. I don't care if they haven't had a lot of interaction with black people. They have a TV. Exactly. They can see what's going Social on. Social media. They can. They know media, what's going on. Television. They know what their privilege is. No, yeah, no. And, and they man, all watch Fox News. He was worked up. <laughs> was he was lit. Exactly. <laughs> and it slipped out. Yeah. But they already know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it happened, there are a host of other non-black individuals. If that had happened to them, they would have been like. I'm being treated like a black person. Even if they didn't say it out loud. Absolutely. So, so Rod, I, I, I don't think there's a white person that doesn't know their privilege, in, in really, in this world. I, and and I, think, I don't think so. Now, there's some that will acknowledge it, someone that will deny it, some will say, I, I, it exists, I don't like it, but it is what it is. But to say that this privilege exists, but you don't have it, you don't own it, you don't know about it, I disagree. And not just because of social media, not just because of uh, what we see on TV now. It is the way we're raised, w the way history is in this country. I mean, you can you look they, back. They've always had privilege. Yeah, they've always have been written for it's, them. You, you see it. Uh, and so anybody, anybody that's white or that's white that says that they either don't have a privilege or they didn't know they had a privilege, I I don't believe. Well, there are so, some that underestimate the privilege, right? I don't think they're totally oblivious. I mean, these people jumping out with these lawsuits saying they've been done wrong by affirmative action and they clearly are oblivious no, yeah, to, 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 to I think they're underestimating the, the privilege. I, 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 I don't think they don't know the, don't don't all know the full extent of it, but I agree that every everybody everybody on earth is aware of white privilege. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter what what background culture you come from. So I think I think the problem with this is defining white privilege and it being so nebulous of a concept. But I think a better question to ask is that there are also a lot of white people who don't understand your perspective as a black man when you tell them about the police and your interaction with the police and how de-escalation is not a thing they don't understand their whole their whole conception of the police is completely separate from us because their experience is different can we really blame them for having a different perception and then them questioning what we're what our experience is because that's all they have to reflect on well that's different right i mean that's why that's why i changed the subject because i, I, I think I think white privilege is a lot more difficult to discuss. I, I, but what you said is different. I'm not saying they're at fault for having white privilege. I'm not blaming some white people for the privilege they have. I'm just saying they can't deny they have it. And that, that to me is different. You, there's a lot of, you, you might be in a situation where you don't know you're using your privilege. Or you don't know you're being inserted. You might act a certain way in certain circumstances. 
Um, like how you said de-escalate. Uh, white people don't feel like you de-escalate a police situation. They feel like it's fine. Just comply and you'll be okay. If you, yeah. if you did nothing wrong, then you just do what they say and you'll be all right. So it's not about de-escalating and nothing to de-escalate. They start yeah. off at the bottom. Yeah. But um, when you're not approached, like, when you're not approached in the same manner, then that's, that's easy for you to say. Right. But when you approach in the way that policemen approach us, then, I mean, you start off already in an aggressive situation. So that's, it's easy for them to say, don't act a certain way or don't do this. But most, a lot of a lot of times when you're seeing these things on video, you're not even seeing the beginning of how it even occurred. And, mm -hmm. and I think all of us can probably speak that police don't just walk up to you friendly and, and all the time. I'm not saying all police are bad or whatever, but I've had those experiences where police come, they, re they come ready for whatever could happen. And most of them, they, they have not experienced it. Now, I will so say, to speak on it and, and and try to say that, well, you should just do this and you should do that, I feel like that's that's where their fault, that's where you can blame them for because they need to understand that. As a, as a human in society, you need to understand what everybody deals with. You can't just speak on something if you can't speak from that person's experience so you don't know anything about it. So to, to be fair, we're talking about knowing people who have a struggle that's more than yours because you can't... Is it fair that we don't know the privilege of white society at the higher echelons of their society? We're not aware of that. Is it, does it go both ways? You're not aware. I, I'm, I'm totally aware. aware. <laughs> I mean, let's say, let's, yeah. so, that, so let's, let's make the argument you guys are an exception. You're selection bias. I'm saying the rest of black America who are not aware of those, those privileged aspects of society, it, does it go both ways? They, just like we don't see, they don't see us, we don't see them as well. So is it necessarily, like, is it necessarily sinister that these people don't come down and attempt to see us on our, uh, see our point of view yes. in every in every situation? It becomes sinister when you tell people how to react in a situation you don't understand. I don't tell somebody in a, a higher echelon than me how you should behave, what you have your lyric jet and shit like that. I don't know. But when you tell me how I should behave in a situation that I know, that's where it becomes an issue. So it, the privilege doesn't arise in, in the way, to me, in the way you described it. The privilege arise in when you tell somebody how they should behave in a situation that you don't understand and right. you don't have any kind of footing in. All right. So this, this, this is a perfect segue. We, we talked about white privilege. So let's talk about black peril. Uh, there's a story coming out of, uh, uh, out of the, on the press right now talking about how there was about 20 black women uh, out in Missouri uh, one of them, uh, their name was Hermesha Robinson, and the other Dornisha Zachary, who were <laughs> who who were denied employee, employment ostensibly because their names were together. Now, it was uh, Hermesha Robinson and Dornisha Zachary. I'm not sure I would hire them either, guys. but I'm gonna put well, that I would out. Definitely hire them. Nah, Why? listen, cause you cause the apple don't fall far from the tree. Your mama named you that. I got, I got a question your mama too. But now I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being devil's advocate. But let me, let me finish. So let me put out there that this story, the credibility of some of the aspects of this story have been questioned. Right. It's now been put out that uh, the, 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 the employer did not actually send out an email stating that the actual terms of their termination uh, not being hired was based on their name. So, but either way, we know this happened, so let's talk about it. I mean, uh, so although it sucks, 
And you have to have a resume day. I mean, you, you have I to have disagree. A, you have to have I a resume day. You can disagree with it all you want, but it Cause is your name's Genesis. Name. That's like that's you, like you have to have uniracial. A, you have yeah. to have a resume day. I never met a white person in my life named Genesis. Me. I met a group. The group Genesis. The Genesis. Yeah. Boom. Not a person. A bunch of white dudes. But 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 white people love the name Genesis. It's in the Bible. You cannot reject it. You you have it's a Bible biblical. name. You'll be fine. Look, if you if and and I think it's different strokes for different folks, but if. I have to change my name on this resume to get, to get a job, and I don't want to work there. Exactly. You know, the, you know what my biggest, oh, but you know my biggest beef with this argument is. Genesis. Genesis. I'm gonna get. Think, think of how many white people. Think of how many white people you work with that have fucked up names too. Yes. Like they act like. <laughs> but think of some of these names that come from across the You be idealistic though. They, they, white, white, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant culture is what define. They define what. Uh, professionalism is it for better or worse? We have to adhere to what that is. We have to code switch at work to adhere to the. Yes, we do. Oh, for, no. So, 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 so QB. So, QB. Listen, listen Jay Z had a quote, right, from one of his songs back in the day. You got to bite the bullet until you stuff in your face. You can't. Oh, my grandmother said, you can't. You got to ease your hand out the alligator's mouth. You can't just go into the white people's institution and be pro black and, 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 and declare your blackness. You're not going to get a job, and you know that you didn't do that. My own exactly. You didn't do that. No, we're talking about something. We're talking, talking about the extent for which we should code switch. But we all code switch. You don't code switch? Not to not where I'm gonna change so my name. We, no, I, I, I agree. Viewers uh, who may not fully know what a code switch is, you want to define that for us, please? So code switching is a, a, a set of behaviors that Black people adopt in order to uh, capitulate to society's uh, basically. Ideas of what professionalism and acceptable social behavior is. So, for example, if by day to day I'm talking, I'm speaking to you guys, and the camera's not off, and I'm you dropping vernacular. Yo, what up, my 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 dude, my nigga, in the in the workplace. Hi, I'm Dr. Singleton. How are you? This morning. But that's that's professionalism. That's professionalism. Yes, but you can be. That's what defines professionalism. Your your whole conception of professionalism is based on white Anglo-Saxon Protestant culture, and you don't even know it. No, it's not. Why not? Professionalism is getting my job. Based on work, workplace, professionalism, etiquette. So, what defines etiquette for you? Because I'm in I'm in an environment. I'm in an environment that doesn't. I don't. I'm not talking about the same things that I'm talking about in the streets. I'm not. I'm not focused on the same things that I'm focused on in the streets. So I'm not going to take that vocabulary into the workplace. I'm going to take the vocabulary and the and the professionalism Ooh, that I need. When you answer the phone at work, do you change your voice? Uh, no, I, I, I will say this: if anybody on this podcast, they everybody in my job know I'm black. Everybody, <laughs> clearly, you don't. not. But I mean, you don't. A, a part no, of it's, change, it's not. This is the way you talk, no. the way you move, the way you operate. Listen, it is. QB, I'm calling bullshit. You can call it, but I will. You can call it. You listen, can. Listen, I want you to examine what you said. You right? did not wait. So, professionalism is a conception. It's a. It's 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 a set. So Sir. listen, listen to me. If we had to define prof professionalism. Uh, de novo, right? I would say it is a set of behaviors that's conducive to getting a job done efficiently and <laughs> you like that, right? getting a job done efficiently, right? In the most efficient way possible, right? So you can go on a job and you can employ vernacular from the street. You can be as black as you want to be and be more efficient on your job, see more patients, be better at diagnosing them, make more money for the company, being as black as you want to be. But that will still be construed as being unprofessional, given your own definition of professionalism. That's because you are subscribing to a set of mores that are not that are not from you. Think about it. You, you, what you're describing as professionalism is not even that has nothing to do with being black inherently. That is the.
uh, most backwardest shit I ever heard about. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Well, pride, Professor Pride. She's a lawyer, and 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 Damon's a lawyer. When they work, and when they in the office setting, they're not talking like they are talking right here, right now. It's a different. There's terms, there's vocabulary that you use based on what profession that you are. That's professionalism. Really? Well, so, so white people but, employ terms. But but in these offices, we weren't there when these offices were originally set up. So they decided what was going to be professional. Right? They decided what appropriate dress was. They decided what appropriate hairstyle was. They've decided whether or not facial hair is appropriate. So I see what you're saying, and it feels natural. It feels like, yes, well, this just is professional. But when the rules of professionalism were created, we weren't at the table. But if, do you, but let me ask you this. If you think we were at the table, do you think it would be much different from what it is yes. now? Yes. 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 In what sense? Yeah, yes. look, look at what sense do you think? Look at, be let me ask you something. Jay Z's organization or Puffy's organization are almost billion dollar organizations at this point, right? Yeah, they're they're unabashedly black, right? So they're making a lot more money than a lot of white professional entities, right? Being black, being black is not necessarily but that's a totally not, different. No, industry. it's not. That is right. You're talking about rap music versus being an engineer. Well, we talk, or a no, they, they, they have they have transformed into other areas: fashion, liquor, clubs. So do you they, think they, they, their portfolios into, are vast? Do you think Jay Z goes into when he was working with the Brooklyn Nets? Do you think he goes into that boardroom the same way he goes into a studio? Jay Z can be Jay Z because he's already established who he is as Jay Z. Yes, but, but, but before he before he joined on with the Brooklyn Nets, he wasn't who he is today. If you had to uh, design your own company, would you make a suit and tie dress code? No, I wouldn't make exactly. a suit and tie okay, dress code. But, but in, 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 in where I work now, the suit and tie yes. is not a dress code. So you're, you're lucky in that aspect. But in almost every other professional environment, at least in this country, a suit and tie a suit. A suit but and who's to say that that is, is Anglo-Saxon? Required. Uh, who's really? to say that that's the that, you're just being contrarian? So, you, so, so <laughs> just like no, but like you said, Jay Z wears suit and ties. Yeah, when he wants but to. But you say he's so pro-black. <laughs> Yes, but he does it when he wants to. He doesn't have to. He's does he not necessarily want to, or does he does it when he going when he this know is a, he's going to a certain environment first where that is the professional. Jay Z is a radical example in order to make a point. The point that I was trying to make is that if we establish professionalism from the ground up, from as black people, it would not resemble what you think professionalism is now. But would it be so different? I'm not it saying. May be I'm different. not saying. I'm not saying yes, that it, it would be, be totally different. Why don't white, people, be white people employ their own vernacular at work? They can do that because they're not. Judge based on not conforming to this professional standard. They judge us for not conforming to the standard. That's the difference. They can go and work talking about penis drawing penis pictures at work and ball slapping on that stuff. No, they, they can you, you, listen. You're going the concept, too far. No, I'm, I'm being. I am being. I'm being a little facetious. Because if you but, do that, if you do that, they're going. They're going to reap questions, and we've seen that in these days. So you think that? So you. So you don't believe in the adage that black people have to work ten times as hard to get the same thing. I, I do. I understand that that bias is there, but I'm saying. Uh, white people can't come into the uh, workplace yelling out cracker and honky and just yelling these explicitives the same way we can't come what? in and yelling nigga, nigga this, <laughs> nigga that. They can't do it either. There's a professional. There's a professional respect when you get into the workplace, man. I, I guess so. My my statement to you, Quinn, would be if you believe that your professional environment would be any different, then you, you've acknowledged the fact that there is a difference that we would do it differently and we ascribe to a, a standard that's not our own. I understand that it would be different, but will it be as different? It like, matter. Uh, the, the degree of difference doesn't matter. It might be vast. It might be minuscule. It's hard to say. But it will be different. Yeah, it is. Because we're so far down the rabbit hole. It's, it's hard to say. All right, yo. Let's, let's, let's delve into something a little bit more light. Let's get into some pop culture. All right. Uh, any, those of us who haven't been in the rabbit hole, who are on social media, on Instagram. What's that? Have, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's sad, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, uh, this weekend, there was some kerfuffle. 
on uh, Instagram concerning uh, Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Uh, this was this is hilarious to me. Uh, so Gabrielle Union with her. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Gabrielle Union posted a very provocative picture on IG. Headlights poking out. If you don't know what headlights are, uh, people headlights are nipples. nipples poking through her wet shirt as she took a photo out in a bikini. Uh, she put this on Instagram for the world to see. I saw it. I liked it. I, well, I, I, I'm sure every other man, heterosexual man, liked the picture and as well. Woman. You and like it yeah. But Jimmy Butler went a step further. Jimmy Butler said, well, oh, damn. Well, damn. Yeah. All caps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Wade, the husband of Gabrielle Union, uh, took umbrage to this. And he uh, went on Jimmy Butler's page and said, you leave caps on my, my, my lady's page again. Some well, damn, it's going to be a situation, basically. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll let you guys speak on it first, but I have my thoughts. Actually, yeah, take it away. Genesis thoughts. Yeah, Genesis. You go. That was total nonsense. The way anyway, need to get off the right. gas. Well, we all in agreement that. Right. Damn. Yeah. I mean, if you post that on, I, I can think of no other reason that you posted it other than to get the well damn response. So, I guess, what do you think, Gabrielle, if you can put yourself in her shoes, what do you think her response would have been? Like, do you calm down, Dwayne, or, or, or just total silence? It's hard to say. I mean, if it was me in the back of my head, I put it out there for people to say, well, damn. So the fact that you upset is like. Yeah. What other reason would you put that out there? Listen. Yeah. And the fact is, is this. I, I, the way you played yourself, man. Because Please. if you really, really felt that way, you're not going to respond. And you're going to go see this man. If you really felt that way. But. I blame Dwayne Wade because he's checking the wrong person. For real. Exactly. You motherfucking wife and you out here putting your nipples out now in the world? Now, wait a second. First of all, my wife is allowed wait to put her nipples out because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I am a, 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 an evolved man. I would quit on this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you don't. I'm pandering right now. You can pander, but we don't. You, you can pander, my wife. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm not saying I own your body, but damn it, those nipples because are my nipples. Those, those are my nipples. Put them on display for me and not for the world. I'm not saying I would do it, but I don't think he, you can't necessarily check her. She is a public figure. She makes her money on being fine and talented, but fine. Well, you can be What's fine with your nipples covered up. Yeah, she's a, she you don't have to be out here with no wet t-shirt and your nipples protruding through. I, I feel, honestly, if, if I was the Wayne Wade, I would have been checking her because I'd have been like, what, what you doing? And what you gonna check, what you gonna do? How you gonna check me, bro? First of all, delete that picture and take that shit down. All right, so yeah. y'all, we don't do that in this right, house. Are you my husband or my daddy? Uh, I, I will be both. And now, now, now that you've dug in, I definitely ain't deleting it. Yeah, that's you're a contrarian. Well, well you just deleted yourself from the Wade household. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can see, there are about two hundred and fifty-three thousand other people standing yeah. in line. But those are no, those are free likes. That ain't no money. Don't nobody won't get it. Don't nobody believe Dwayne won't get it. Those likes aren't the same. She's been in these streets single for forty some years. Dwayne Wade can't say Don't nobody want her, man. Oh, shit. I like Gabriel. See, see, honest, we have a consensus on that. There's not much to debate, no. right? But oh. there's a different issue in that whether Dwayne should have checked Gabrielle or not. He should have checked his Quinn wife. Quinn and I are both from the same respect that he should definitely should I check just, I just don't know how you would. You how do you check a grown too. woman? You tell her. You tell her. Take that shit down. Don't do it again. Okay, and so you've told me. Like, no picture come to my phone. Exactly. It shouldn't be on Instagram. Exactly. Okay. But it didn't, and I posted it on mine. Mm -hmm. How you gonna check? Take that shit down. <laughs> that, that's that uh, the the only person I think who could say that to you would be your father or your husband, and I am your husband. The I think only it's reasonable to take to you that and it, check you take into consideration your request. I will think about it, disagree, 
No. I'm gonna keep this sounds like a but you can take week. that shit down. Though. Yeah, we can touch. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I, I think to answer your question, I, I I really do believe the only person in this world that can check me now is my wife, my mom, and when they get old enough, my kids. No other person in this world, be you, be you, anybody else, I feel can check me. And so, vice versa, if my wife put a picture out there, I would totally check. Me. You well, take I agree down that right he now. should have gone to her with it and not Jimmy Butler, but it's only so much you're gonna be able to do. She can take a shit down. I mean, it's out there, so it's too late. But I mean, you know. I tell you what. I tell you what. That was me. That picture would still be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that might show you who's wearing the pants in the household. I tell you that shit right but, now. But uh, so since we all in agreement on that, on let's talk about the topic which we 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 slated as being the main topic of discussion today. Uh, oh, but well, I want to before you say that, I want to say uh, <laughs> Tiffany Milton <laughs> has said that. I don't know about checking, but there should be a mutual understanding of what's acceptable in a relationship. But that would be mutually understood up front that that shit ain't acceptable. You, it's hard to say what will be mutually understood up front. This might be a situation so you that arises after that, you in a relationship. So before you move forward, Rod, before you move forward, you gonna move on. You gonna do the, you gonna say where where okay if Rose was averse, if he was out here, well you know he wear fruity shit anyway, so it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't be far fetched. <laughs> To see Dwayne Wade out here in a fucking marathon or some bullshit like that. But if if she all her friends was Google and Gaga and on that, then how what what would it be then? I don't think that that will be. Un- I, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. No, I'm asking matter- you from your. I'm asking if this was your situation. Okay. And if, your if, husband. If I, if I was married, put that to, picture out there. If I was married to a public figure. Then that comes with the territory. That's wrong. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, if you married, I ain't you never seen Oprah just out there in no way. Yeah, t-shirt. but I, you have seen plenty of. You know, I'm thinking yeah, of the Instagram thoughts. myself, but you think about exactly. <laughs> but you think about guys who Dwayne, have made their living on their looks, and so it's not uncommon to see them in provocative poses. But if you made your 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 if you made your fame on looks, but not on. Uh, a certain kind of look. Porn star. Porn. Porn. She made her. She, she, she made her fame on. No. Prior to this, we've never. She seen She has Gabrielle played the vixen in pretty much every movie. Yeah, but we. I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen Gabrielle Union naked or anything like revealing her body. I did see her in the next movie with the red panties on. But you never seen her revealing her body. I, but I, she I, wasn't I, married. She wouldn't wear a nip. She, you just see her nipples. You just see her breasts. I mean, it's totally from ball game. It was she can, covered. She can show her. It was just. Bottom line is. It's a it's a it's a, it's a game time decision based on what Dwayne Wade and his wife have established as you know what's decent for their relationship, and I don't think that's any of our business. I think he's lame for those. It is now because, because she not. put it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think only my business. So yeah, he's lame for speaking out, but we can touch on that at another time. We're going to talk about something that we touched on last week: uh, social media dys- uh, dysmorphia. Um, you 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 weren't tuned in last week, but last week we discussed. Uh, we talked about how. Social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and their ubiquitous filters have <laughs> changed the way people are seeing themselves. Um, some some have even come up with this coin term that there's now dysmorphia, where, whereby these women are trying to recapitulate these features that they have on the filters and try to make, bring them to real life. Um, so let's touch on that some more because we didn't really get a chance to delve into it. Who do you think is to blame for this? Who do you think is uh, 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 advancing this pathology, men or women, or a little bit of both, or... Who do you think most of the, the, the blame lies with? What we talked about last week in a more specific sense was women changing their, their appearances to match this body dysmorphia or, or incorporating that to match filters and whether men bear a responsibility in, in that. And on that front, I said no. I, I'm, a, I'm a staunch believer in personal responsibility. And I think 
I can tell you I like ABC in a woman. I can tell you I like curvy. I like a uh, 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 big breast and a big and a, and a big uh, butt and a small waist, all that kind of shit. Um, and if you have it, great. If you don't, great. But if you go out and take what I told you I like and, and change your body to match what I want, then that honest is 100% on you, in my opinion, and it's not on me uh, at all. And I think that applies to society as, as a whole. So if when women say that they change their body to match what men want, I think that's not fair because you, you, you are in charge of your own body. You make whatever decision you want with your own body, and no matter what influences you allow to input on how you make a decision, that's still your decision. And so men don't bear responsibility for women changing their body, and women don't bear responsibility for men changing their body. So regardless of what we think of whose responsibility or who, where the blame lies, right, the fact that we know that this is now a, 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 a thing, an entity, oh, should we be allowing our children, our daughters, to be on these social media platforms knowing what comes with this now? I mean, knowing that regardless of what underlies the pathology of them seeing themselves more so how the filter projects them more than reality, should we be allowing our children to be engaging in these social media platforms? But hadn't that always been around? I mean, we've always had magazines. Yeah, uh, yeah but filters. It wasn't as, it wasn't as accessible. Filters Anyone with a camera phone. Right, but I could lead myself into something else. Well, no, nah, nah, yeah. You, you can take a picture and change yourself up. Uh, you know, you can filter it and, and put them ears and what, all that craziness that, yeah, that they you, do. Yeah, but that, that, those are some filters. But, you but can, there are filters where you can slim your waist. Make your boobs big. I mean, there are all kind of filters. Yeah, there. and then there's the gym that can do that too. But you don't see them running to the gym trying to go to. to uh, <laughs> so no, that, that's that? bullshit. But I, I'm thinking like this: How can you blame that on a man to say that I'm right. doing this because men are out here putting pressure on us to look a certain way? Right. And, and at the end of the day, you go ahead and do this, and you still don't get the man. So. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally lost right. on this. Like, how is this the man's fault? It, okay, so just not even. 10, 15 minutes ago, we were talking about, you know, how work culture and professionalism is influenced by this other race, right? And how we, in some way, conform, and that was put on us. Now that women are saying, well, we conform based on this pressure, this societal pressure, these things that men have put out there, and we, in some way, conform, now it's unheard of. Everybody want to talk about so personal responsibility. But that's I, the problem. I, it, ain't, it ain't, go ahead. I, I was with you, and I, I agree with you still 70%. We, we here, right? If you were here last week, I that's, talked about that. How you get y'all 70%? That's about as much as you can get with me. But anyway, so we talked about last week how, you know, some of the, uh, the, the normatives for beauty for black women that black women have adopted have been inculcated in them from, since from slavery times up until now. The media has always projected their images of what constitutes beauty. You know, white women, black women have been denigrated and, you know, for them having the thick lips and the dark skin, the kinky hair, all the things that, you know, represents a billion dollar industry now for white women to try to, or other people to acquire these same features. Despite the fact that black women are still spending all this money to look other than black. So I agree with you that it comes from somewhere, but I wouldn't necessarily put it on the black man. It's not, the, well, it's not all on the black man. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, I don't it's think a it's lot. none. It's oh, none of course the, you don't man. think it's none, but it is some how? on the brothers. How? On the brother? How? Because there is a, not all brothers, right? So this it's understood that this conversation is not applicable to every woman or every man. But as a whole, brothers are moving towards glorifying the itty-bitty, impossibly small waist and the big booty. And so, which has increased the industry for these 
uh, rib crushing corsets and every other thing. Now, I'm just so sorry if you try to act like the fact that that is not, the fact that brothers like that or some brothers like that should have no influence on way sisters see themselves. That's crazy. So, right. so can I say something? Can I say something? Of course you can. So you're saying that men should, they have some responsibility in this. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, some I, 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 some responsibility is not the word I'm looking for. I'm saying that the way women view themselves, the, the things that they think of as beautiful is in part driven by the way men feel. So do you feel like money also may have something to do with it? Explain. Meaning like, you see a lot of these girls on Instagram, it's like Instagram models and mm -hmm. promoting products and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. More so than them, I see that more so than I see them doing it for the attention of a man. So I would I would argue to say it's more so driven based on financial uh, gain than the attention of uh, men. You could say that, but what about all the women out here wearing these rubber corsets, sweating to death in the summer? That's not because they're trying to get to the money. They, <laughs> the corset is That's not to on Instagram. Now, now, now I say, Instagram. you know what? You know what? I, I disagree with that too because I see two hundred plus pound women out here getting chose every day. So agree. So I'm not saying. saying you have to do it, but I think it's disingenuous to act like. Being two hundred plus pounds does not, could not present an issue. Women can't. Yeah, 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 but I don't think that's what we're saying. The issue is when you change your body, when you when you change your body in a in a surgical way to match a, to match whatever you think, whatever reason. I think that is one hundred percent on you. I don't think any any no matter what. But that's unfair, so Dennis, because for so long we've been having to adjust our hair. No, we've you didn't having, have to. Yes, we had. No, when we didn't. were at work, there are plenty of places at work where you weren't going to get the job. Yeah, my aunt's been if you didn't have thirty foot forty. So now Nathan got a short <laughs> ball face. There are plenty, of places, there are plenty of places where you can, and we all know that. And so sisters have been having to adjust their look for years. So how about now? Though? And brothers do play some role in it. So listen. I don't think we're arguing whether we play a role. We're arguing how much of a role because brothers, you can't, you can't divorce. The, you can't argue that brothers haven't been subject to the same pathology as black women, right? We've but been subject to the same gender beauty standards as you guys have, right? So is it on us that we all fall a victim to the standards, or is it on you? You don't see us doing, do making radical changes to our bodies to appease you guys, right? But the sisters. And oh this, yeah. This is about to take me to, into a place that that I'm not intending to go. But the sisters are being left in the dust. So the sisters are trying to make all these adjustments to stay relevant. I mean, it's just the bottom line. It's, it's you can you can like it or not like. No, it comes down to personal accountability. True. What it comes down to. And now we want to go whenever it's the yes. sisters and we're talking about our issues, then we all want to go back to no, personal. No, because I, you weren't here, Jenny's last. La the last few episodes, we talked about a few of these things. And one of the things we talked about was like misogynation, uh, blacks marrying, marrying white, uh, other races. And, I, and I, I shared my opinion on that, and you and I would be on one accord for that. However, in this particular situation, we have a lot of black women right now who, despite the, the, the wave of black men uh, adoring natural beauty and wanting the black woman to return to that essence, they're still yep. putting... Thousand dollar weaves in the hair, still right. a putting hard, a pound of makeup on right. their face. Like That's it's still a hard mindset so to it's not so it's not just on us because we sitting here it's, it's not trying to reverse the course. You. It's not all on you, but yes. it you do bear some responsibility. We've been chasing y'all since y'all been wearing jelly shoes and no, that shit no. ain't never been a fashion. Yes. But I mean, oh, no matter how long men have always pursued women, no matter how y'all look, no matter how 
no matter what society has said, black men have always chased y'all, ran behind y'all, and wanted y'all. And then now all of a sudden, y'all going through all these changes. And I personally, I don't, I don't even like it. Like all this uh, enhanced bias. And I ain't gonna lie, if I go by Instagram and look at, I'd be like, look, babe, look at her. But <laughs> I don't that, that. But I don't. I'm well, not. That's right. not what I'm out I here wanna, uh, trying fair. to pursue. It's, it's like it's like when I go to a car show, I might see like an AMG McLaren that can only fit like one person, and but it's an AMG McLaren. I'm like, that's a dope car. Look at this car. I'm taking pictures with it. I love it. But I don't want to take it right back to my. Toyota. I don't want to drive it every day. <laughs> and drive I want and my what, the sisters yeah. and Toyotas. I mean, what? I mean, no, no. <laughs> it's but, a faulty analogy, but it's not complete analogy. But you get what I'm saying. I do. Which is what, why what I'm you not lust over is not what you desire necessarily to, to marry, right? Agree. And so I think there is something to be said for understanding what men might like and swipe and whatever on Instagram and what they might want at the house. But at the same time, sisters are still trying to find the balance of being true to themselves, you know, trying to really exhibit their natural beauty, but still be attractive in society. I mean, that's. I just, I think, uh, and maybe just me, the number one quality of black women is not the shape of their bodies, but the strength of their personality and the strength of their uh, ability to be who they are. I mean, they stand tall, they are who they are. I've always admired that. You see, you I like it all. Thank you. Rarely do you see black women have body images issues. I mean, maybe they do to some extent. But you can see a 200 plus pound black woman know she's beautiful and rock out of shit that's kind of like, wow, but she knows she's beautiful. And that, that to me is a strength of it all. I, I think if you change your body, mm -hmm. the, the only thing we can control in this world to 100% for the most part is our body and how we perceive ourselves. So if you change your body, no matter what influences you, society, you perceive, you receive, or you understand, it, it's all on you. But that, that, on this you. is akin to trying to speak on something when you have not walked in this person's oh, shoes so that we just credible. talked about. Oh, no, no I'm just saying we were just uh, talking about that and until you have had to walk a mile in a sister's shoes, it is very difficult to understand how all these outside influences affect self-esteem, body image. Now but don't get me wrong, get we're blame. getting stronger, we're getting yeah. better because you have some of it. But, and then, and then, but I walk a mile in my shoes that says, you know, the, like, sisters are being abandoned by the black man. The black man is not here no more. Out of 100 black men out there, 50 of them, some amazing stat, 50 of them are in prison, and 30 of them are married, and 10 are crazy, at least 10% of the black men that are eligible for pickup, and 100% of the sisters that are out there just roaming free like that when yeah. nobody can get them. I live that shit. So, exactly. and, and I fight it all the time. I, I you know, if you want to argue uh, uh, perception and reality, then that is something that both in the black race, we share an issue. Um, but like I will say to you, no matter how black women perceive black men, I think if black men or if myself make a change, it's still on me. You can, you can perceive and you can say whatever you want to say to me about me. And if I change and reflection upon you, then, then I've done that. Right, and I, I don't think it's fair for me to say I did it because you, therefore you bear responsibility. Yeah, no. because we taking y'all with everything. Uh, here we go. Oh my God! <laughs> no, I know y'all ain't. Uh, ain't no bad no, y'all ain't. You getting the Cadillac? Like <laughs> right. So let me ask you this: Are you familiar with Sammy Sosa, the baseball player? Yes. So what if brothers is out here doing the Sammy Sosa's then? The vibes cartel. Yeah. What? You know what he did? Oh, no. Semi lighting the shit out of this guy. Oh, yes. Like yeah, oh, oh, so know. that's just not even a thing, right? That's not, I don't feel like there's a credible argument that sisters are out there, out here promoting that. Or even but y'all do promote chocolate. So what if the light-skinned brothers was going to the tanning bed <laughs> trying to catch up? <laughs> then, I mean, would y'all take responsibility for that? 
if that was a thing, that would be a discussion. Oh, it is a thing. Because <laughs> ever since Wesley no, Snipes no, made Passenger 57. It's a thing that chocolate men are <laughs> But if brother's not out here dealing with those type of images, they're not out here trying to tan. They just no, come as you are. Exactly. And we got a light-skinned brother here who can speak on that right now. And, 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 and we accept you all. Okay. Chuck just uh, Quentin just said two hundred plus pound women, two hundred plus pound women. Chose every, every, day. Chose every, every day. day. And there are t- plenty of them that are not. Well, I, I mean, so, that, that doesn't mean because they're two hundred plus pounds. They just be shitty. But that could be, or it could be because they're two hundred plus pounds. I mean, like you could be two hundred plus pounds. But isn't that hard shitty. to say when the other ones are getting chose? So Genesis, it's, it's interesting that you you put so much so much weight on what the black man has done to influence. The black woman's decisions and how she sees it's herself. Not just the black which, woman, yeah. which, which, which? No, don't st- don't do that because this is a beautiful segue into what I'm about to talk. We about to talk about. There's a GQ article that recently came out saying that, in fact, what we talked about a couple weeks ago as well. Women don't even dress for us. Women dress for other women. So this this further this further puts a significant dent in your point. So let's talk about it. That's hundred percent. You know why I know that's true. Because I prefer my women wearing uh, tennis shoes, tennis shoes yep. tight. We all do. And and uh, little ladies shirts and a sports bra. And you listen, know how often my lady go out to dinner with that on? I, I tell no. y'all, I tell y'all a story. This is the story I use <laughs> to basically dramatize how how different how we see you guys and how you see yourself. We were, I was going to a new edition concert with my significant other at the time. And she knew we were gonna dance. She knew it. She knew that's our group. We gonna dance, we gonna move. And the parking lot, we cheat. So I'm gonna park all the way out in the in, in, in the residential area, we gonna walk, right? I said, I said, yo, wear some comfortable clothes and wear some sneakers. I told her three, four times. You know what she did? When I went to go pick up, high heels, a tight dress. By the time the show was over, yeah, in, in, in the middle of the show, she was complaining her, her feet were hurting, and I had to carry her to the car, and I was pissed off, and I didn't talk to her for a week. You know what? She didn't care what I had to say. I was supposed to be the person, the object of her affection. She had to be. I was supposed to be the one she getting beautiful for, but she wanted to look good for all the girls that was going to be in that venue. That's how. That's how crazy y'all are. I won't deny that you you will consider other females and what you're going to put on, but that is not all you consider. Yeah, right. What else do you consider? Not, you consider what men think too. But what about your man? If your man is saying, "Please, baby, put on these shoes and this," and this, this well, it shoes, depends. Shirt, now we're going long. to a concert. I'm just not about to. Why? Concert. Why? <laughs> Why? Anybody can see you and care about you, but me. I'm starting to see what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I, once again, I mean, especially, and I do think women dress for women over men. So if you dress for women, you can change your body for women. That's true. I mean, you, you, you compare you compare yourself against each other. And we will want you no matter what you do. No, no, that's not true. All right. You had me till you just got totally ridiculous All right there. Right. So you, so you, so we, we, we come to a consensus on that. With which is what? That y'all dress for each other. So therefore, your point about uh, you know it being the weight of this being the blame being on us. No, is I said we much... in part dress for each other. In part. Yes. So you in part dress for just men, which could include your own man. Huh? What? I'm saying, like, if your man is making a request for you to wear, like, tennis shoes to a concert, you might not ignore be feeling that. You ignore yeah. him and put your high heel shoes on. Y'all never feeling that because I ain't never seen a woman at a concert with tennis shoes on. Ever. That's true. I wear tennis shoes. So I think we have debunked this argument. Yeah, I think yeah, so, too. Yeah, we won. <laughs> we won. Three to one. So with that being said, we won't kick it while she's down. We won't kick it while she's down. We won't kick it while she's down. Andre won't speak up and help her out. No, but, I don't uh, Andre feeling we're gonna, 
she knows. Actually, I think she's on our side. We, we are going to that. press she on, gentlemen. Yeah, y'all gonna respect the facilitator, man. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if, it, if I was, if my name was Brendan Dunn, y'all would have been quiet. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. You feeling mighty small right anyway. now, bro. Sir, you remember when you on the other side of this table, it is the worst trying to get word from the other side. Well, you know what? I have empathy now. Uh, this is this was a, this was a, this was a, a character building uh, trial for me, and I Go appreciate you. And you're bringing love himself, huh? But but before we before we get out of here, we're gonna do our uh, our segment of black 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 people magic. This this week happens to be black girl magic again, fellas. We got to step up. No, they um, need to start recognizing us. Like, That's what need to happen. So, so what, what you want to talk about? You want to, you want to talk about what you want to talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody black did something good. Before today. we, but let's talk about Travis Scott. He doing uh, Astro World. Uh, big enough. So we, what? He's not, he not a legend yet. About this, the first black photographer, the first uh, black photographer to have a uh, cover image on uh, Vanity or whatever that magazine. Both. Big them up. Both. Big them up. Yeah. So about that. So let me. I have two black girl magics this week. Right here. Uh, I get the I get the more solemn one out the way. Aretha Franklin, we talked about her last week. The Queen of Soul is going on the glory. You know what most people don't realize about Aretha Franklin is that she was a, a, a very strong activist. I recall one time reading about how when Angela Davis was mm -hmm. in prison, mm -hmm. she fronted she offered to front her bail, which was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars U.S. currency in the nineteen sixties. That's a lot of money right now, and she was going to put it up. She's spoken out. Multiple times about issues pertaining to the black community, despite what that may have uh, meant for her her album sales uh, during that period of time, and she's uh, losing her. It's a big loss to the black community. She succumbed to advanced pancreatic cancer of the neuroendocrine version, from what I hear, um, and uh, she will be missed. But she is a, a pillar. She's a a pillar in the black community as far as our history is concerned. I believe she wasn't just the queen of soul. She was she was more than that. I thought you were going to sing us a little Aretha. Oh, what's your favorite Aretha song? <laughs> I'll tell you mine. Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools? Yes. Love it. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. One step ahead. You know Aretha Franklin's? <laughs> Outcast. Whatever, man. What? So, yeah. I would sing, but I don't want to do that to y'all. But um, And Shout other, and other black girls, Magic. I don't know if you guys uh, <laughs> follow Angela Bassett on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But uh, my dream. I, yeah, I have. I'm just gonna put this out there. I have never lusted for a sexagenarian. That's a 60 year old, by the way. Like I have Angela Bassett. Uh, Angela Bassett posted a, a photo on Instagram in her bathing suit, and I gotta tell you, when I first saw it, I didn't know it was Angela Bassett because I, I didn't look at her face. Uh, and until I looked at her face, about you know three minutes later, I realized it was Angela Bassett, and I said, I gotta be a vegan, man. Like, I, I, like it's got to be something to this vegan. Trick, uh, uh, to Lorenzo, Lorenz Tate is a vegan. That dude doesn't age. <laughs> she doesn't age. Like, I, it's something to this vegan stuff, man. I might, I might have to consider it. But uh, I just want to say that is a beautiful black woman, and the black don't crack for sure. Yeah. So uh, back to you. Uh, she gonna have Genesis. everybody at the bingo hall this yeah. weekend. <laughs> good choices. Those two are good ones. Yeah. Anyone, anyone else want to add some black magic? I think you covered it, man. So we good. All right, so with that, uh, we're going to end the show. This this installation of uh, intelligence, where we give you the knowledge with the power to change. Um, yeah, you, we're, we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, 
I don't know offhand the uh, address is gentspodcasting.com. Gentspodcast. Gentspodcast.com. On Facebook, we're intelligent. Man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post that thing on the page. Y'all come on the page, <laughs> and check us out. Y'all come there support us. Share the page. Like you ride some black boy magic for that shot for that ending right there. Yeah. yeah. Like so, and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah. yeah please like and subscribe if you like page. what you're seeing. Even if you don't like what you're seeing, please support us. Give us some negative feedback. We'll curse you out, and then we'll make changes as necessary. Uh, I am your host today, Rod Singleton, as the facilitator. Uh, this is my boy Quentin Broadwater. This is my boy Damon Harris. <laughs> <laughs> this is my girl Genesis Draper, and Thanks of course, paying back, paying back to the woman that makes it all happen. Black girl magic, Andre. That's the real black girl magic. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week, same time. Probably a little late, but that's how we do.